Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. What is the shaman school? No. You're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The shaman school offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth. My goal is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society, how to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the Shaman School is a school that we all should have been a part of, one that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I've extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamandurek.com and click on the Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. Hello, hello, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I'm Shaman Durek, and I love you. And I am very happy that we are on this planet at this time, and we are preparing ourselves to move into a new cycle 
And the degree of this cycle is about removing any stagnicity or any leftover fear in places where we're not in resolution with ourselves. That means that where we are holding on to any form of trauma, pain, or hurt, or sadness that we've been storing in any part of our biological spacesuit. And that represents even in your nerves, your cells, your muscles, in your joints, in your organs, and anything that is showing up in those areas right now are being asked to be released. And so right now the energies on the planet are shifting to be able to move those energies up. So if you're feeling energies of depression and sadness coming over you, or feelings of like, how come I feel so down when I'm usually a very happy-go-lucky person, that's because you're shifting into this new energy that's taking place, which is going to be going on for quite some time and this is what's happening right now on the earth to kind of clean up a lot of this stuff that's happening in the spiritual plane that's affected the physical plane so if you're getting a lot of dreams where you feel like there's a lot more battling going on or emotional things happening it's all to get these energies up and out and this is a really amazing time right now for us on planet earth to be experiencing these energies so that we're able to move through a lot of these old frequencies that we've been holding on to that we you know a lot of times we all say oh you know I've I really dealt with my childhood pain or I dealt with these you know horrible things that happened to me but at the same time it's not really dealing with it as it's more about allowing it to be completely removed on a cellular level that means any emotional restraint you're feeling in your body is going to start coming out in these months that follow and this is a great opportune time for a great cleansing so not eating so much food making sure you're getting enough rest taking little cat naps during the week exercising and being around people who you feel safe and and energetically free to express yourself in in your full liberation that means like you don't have to hide anything or you know you don't have to put up any fronts or anything that you can just be you so this is really monitoring the people that you're around at this time and also being able to really take that time for your rest like if your body feels tired then you just need to sleep And it's not like, oh, my body feels tired. I I don't want to sleep, so I'm going to force myself to stay up. No, you need to go to sleep. And, you know, really looking at your food at this time and not putting any heavy food on your body during this emotional time so that your body can spend more energy clearing out those toxicities of energies that have been accumulating through inflammation and, you know, any form of stagnation and energies that need to leave that have been causing cell deterioration and affecting your organs and affecting your body system and being able to let go of these trapped emotions, right? And these emotions that have been held onto either because you didn't want to be a burden or you didn't want to come off as weak or you didn't want to come off as not strong or you didn't want to deal with it. So you're using very interesting spiritual antidotes to kind of escape or run from what is emotionally asking to be cleared. So if you wake up one day and you feel really depressed, just cry. And if you feel like you need to sleep at one day, then sleep. And if you feel like you need to just sit in front of the TV and get some nice vegetables and healthy things and binge and eat, then do that. But really take the time right now to have a journal and, you know, really 
be in a space of nurturing for yourself at this time in our evolution because the shifts are taking place and they're happening in cycles. And this is the cycle of releasing those trapped energies and restricted emotions. And as we come out of those shifts, we move into a higher frequency of how our mind and intellect is able to relate to the world around us. All of this isolation from the COVID and all of these things that we've been experiencing where we've had all these rules placed on us and how we can live as human beings has generated a great deal of your intuition and your empathetic energy even more so than you've ever imagined on the planet. That means that more people are operating in their empathic energy and as well as their intuition. However, that means that because of that, the aftermath of everything that's shifting is also about getting out those old seated emotions that have been in there that have been kind of going in cycles through your energetic system and festering and creating all of this, you know, internal combustions of emotions and sadness and unresolved anger and all of these different things that literally too much in the body does cause quite a disruption and does cause inflammation and does cause breakdown of of the body system and so all of this stuff is being is coming out and saying i need to get out i don't want to continue to you know to keep being cycled through the body because you don't want to let me go so we a lot of times tend to hold hostage a lot of spirits in our system and a lot of times people don't realize that a lot of the suffering they're going through is because they're holding spirits hostage in their body that are cycling through their entire system as energy forms that need to get out and these spirits are asking to get out they're saying hey I don't want to be in there anymore. I want to get out. So please get me out. So this is a great time to be able to do that and clear those energies. Where we are right now is in this cycle of transition of removing these these dense form of energies on a cellular level. Where we're going is moving ourselves into a higher frequency of intellect. That means the way we perceive information is going to be much more profound and we're going to be able to find frequencies of energies that are not usually found in nature, in your environment, and even just in uh, around you, around your body or around your environment and other people. And that's going to allow you to tap into new forms of intelligence. And a lot of times people don't realize that when they come across a new frequency that hasn't yet been presenting itself so much to humanity because human beings have been so distracted because of the matrix or because of the doling down that the matrix does by putting crap food in people's bodies and, you know, basically just poisoning your system so that you're not aware of these, these frequencies Right now, the frequency energies will be seen and experienced and that will open up greater intelligence. And that intelligence will give you a bigger understanding of what's happening to us on a global level. And it's going to assist in removing a lot of the constraints that we see in society that's causing division and limiting people from being able to recognize each other as brothers and sisters, but still operating out of their need to be right and their need to justify their points of views of why they're being angry or prejudiced or judgmental or or divisive or, you know, um, destructive 
and really start to see that these behaviors that they're doing are actually being generated from themselves because they're not dealing with the wounds and the hurts and the pains that have been ancestrally held inside of them and being continued to cycle through because they've been holding a lot of these spirits that are creating it hostage in their body. Spirits that actually want to go home to the light, that can't go home to the light because you're keeping them with you as a security blanket. And really being able to understand that so that you're able to lift the veil one time and see what it is and then wait for the next cycle, which comes towards the end of fall and then lift the veil to the next cycle, which is actually the what we call the premating love. So it's the veil that comes in the fall time is all about this deep love energy that's manifesting itself so that we can actually understand new forms of love that can be manifested on planet earth other than just the you know the love that we see which is i love you i love you i love you i love you but really understand love from the position of acceptance and not being threatened by someone for being who you are so and all of that comes with a whole another level of transitions that we're going to go through on the planet which we're going to be well equipped to handle as we process more and more of these energies and not afraid to take these quantum leaps of letting go of our security blankets and really letting ourselves kind of float in the void for a little bit and know that we're going to be safe no matter what because there's always going to be spirits and beings that are looking out for you while you're floating in that void and being able to give you the nurturing and the care that you need so that you don't feel that you're completely alone and abandoned and and that no one cares about you, right? And so a lot of these energies are coming about right now and there's this great shift that's happening. So it's pretty exciting to see the the momentum of these energies. I feel it myself. Like I spent all last weekend just literally curled up like a ball on my bed, on the couch, you know, feeling emotions, crying, screaming, yelling, releasing all this cellular stuff that's been just restricting me and my internal system and my organs and my body and really letting it go. And there's so much more to let go. And this is a great thing. And the reason why I share this with you is because it's not just me talking to you and telling you, oh, this is what's going to happen to you. And this is not going to happen to me because I have it all figured out. Well, no, actually, if you are a healer, or anyone who provides any form of care for another person, such as healing or psychology or anything, doctor or whoever you are, if you're providing a care for a human being that involves emotions or intellect or spiritual, you're actually going to get it the worse. And the reason why is because you're interacting with other people's emotions and you're also operating within their distance fields and you're operating in their elevated fields. And so what happens is what we don't realize when we are operating in these acts of service, we don't go through and clear out those dissonant fields and, and how they affect our electromagnetic energy, how they affect our bodies. And we don't clear it out of our system by taking baths and, 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 you know, and crying and screaming into pillows to release the pain and the hurt we feel for other people of what they're going through in their suffering process and their transformational process. And we also don't spend enough time in nature asking the trees and the nature spirits to refurbish those energies out of our system and create new magnetic frequencies so that we're operating on more magnetic tone frequencies so that we're not constantly just compiling all these different energies because of every person we're touching and connecting with on a healing level. So 
I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, if this is happening just to you and it's not happening to me, I definitely, definitely can tell you it's happening to me and it's happening to anyone who is in that role of service towards healing or mental, you know, psychotherapy, psychology, or anyone who does body work or anyone who's operating in those service fields of helping people transmute uh, lower density energies into higher frequency vibrations or being uh, what we call a service for people to vent and release, right? And that can even mean someone who's actually a person who does who's a stylist for hair, you know, if you are doing any of these things and people are sharing with you their problems and you're actually listening to it, you are being affected by those dissonant fields and you are being held onto magnetically. And those energies do need to basically remove themselves, right? And clear themselves out of your body eventually so that you can continue to have new energy coming in. So you're not getting weighed down by these dissonant energies that are actually creating density and heaviness in you. So all of this cycling right now is so good for us on so many levels because it's actually giving us an opportunity to go, wow, I really need to let go of this. It's time for me to let go of this. And and if, if you're not a person who's letting it go, then you're going to see a lot more people being agitated and short-tempered and upset and getting hurt really quickly by something you may say. That's because they're not doing the internal cleansing of their cellular process on, on a very, very deep level that it's being asked to be cleansed. And you're talking microscopic cleansing of frequencies that are asking to be removed from the body literally you're it's like this is an overhaul a complete you know clearing and if 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 you're coming across people who are a little bit edgy you should say to them well the reason why this is happening is because we're in a cycle right now where the universe is releasing all of these cellular trapped cellular density and this is what's coming up so it's making you agitated it's making you more frustrated it's making these things so this means you really have to let go of these sadnesses and these emotions and stop holding these emotions and energies hostage because they are spirits and they do need to leave and if they look at you sideways and think like you're crazy then be like well i'm sorry that's you don't choose to hear that but i just came here to deliver a message out of love and i care about you and that's why i'm sharing this with you but we can't continue to take those energies on when other people choose not to handle them and really use these cycles of energies that are taking place on the planet right now so everything that's taking up on the planet right now is doing this great unsheathing of the layers of discord that we've created as as human beings on planet to the earth to animals to ourselves to each other right and towards spirit and so all of these layers of discord are coming undone and that's why we had to go through this whole experience with corona and we had to go through this whole experience with governments and we had to go through this whole experience with realizing all of these different levels of discord have been accumulated through time and time and time from our ancestors who didn't want to deal with it and then the next generation didn't want to deal with it and the next generation didn't want to deal with it and now we can't run from it anymore so now it's saying hey i gotta go i gotta be released back into the 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 light and i have to be cleared out of your cellular process and if you don't clear me out then there's going to be a lot of problems and it's not because you're a bad person it's not because god is punishing you oh god doesn't punish you god loves you god wants you to release these energies god wants you to get 
in alignment with your shadow that has the greatest, greatest light of truth ready for you to embark upon the most amazing life, right? So the shadow is just waiting there saying, hey, just ask me what it is that you haven't taken responsibility for and I'll bring it to your attention and we can clear this. But again... You know, if you're going to demonize everything and put God as a punisher, as your overlord, and you're going to live in this perpetual fear of your own creator and live in this perpetual fear of your own healing, then you're going to suffer a great deal more so than you would ever imagine at these times to come because you're not releasing these dissonant fields. And these dissonant fields will accumulate and cause sickness and disease in the body and breakdown of the organs and breakdown of the cellular process and breakdown of the mental process and really make you start thinking, I want to commit suicide and all these different things. And out of nowhere, you're like, I don't even want to live anymore. And the reason why you're saying those things is because the dissonant fields are colliding and building these intense frequencies of density that make you feel like, why do I bother? Why do I care? And why, well, like, well, I'm tired of suffering. And you're going to feel this immense exhaustion, not only in your body, but in your emotional body, in your spiritual body, and in your mental body. And that's how you know you're avoiding the release of these energies. So I really encourage you, if you're hearing this and you're relating to what I'm saying, and you're feeling these things or you're seeing these things in your environment and what's happening in the world right now, I encourage you to let these things go and really take some time to have a little bit of R&R with yourself, you know, and also some healing and some nurturing and some like, I need to scream in a pillow time. I need to set up on my calendar a day where I'm just going to cry, you know, all day and just have like really healthy alternatives for food such as salads and things that are from the earth or it can be soups that are better are made raw and good for you with healthy nutrients nothing product based because products the what they do to the body because of the overload and the constant processing it actually creates more agitation to the body when the body's wanting to heal and get rid of a lot of these energies and it's limiting you from seeing the potential of your being because you're so busy trying to detox your body from all of these processed products and chemicals that your body's like, can I please just get a moment of peace from having to constantly focus every single day on processing the garbage you're putting in me versus me helping you get rid of these frequencies that don't need to be in the body, don't serve you by being in the body and really aren't giving you what you need to live your best life. So at this point in our evolution, we have to take responsibility for these times that are taking place right now, re-establishing ourselves as these powerful beings who are able to withstand any type of energy that shows up on the planet, right? But in order to be able to do that, in order to be able to tango in the shimmy and be able to move with the energies that are showing up, we have to make sure that we're not being affected by these dissonant fields. So... Clearing these energies, acknowledging it with love, not from a place of agitation and annoyance and, you know, I should have known better. This is what's happening to me. And, oh, I can't believe I didn't even know that because that doesn't even support you, right? So what supports you right now is going, hey, you know what? I need a good cry. I need to scream in a pillow. I need to go out in nature and scream. I need to make a ritual where I dance myself into letting all these emotions come out until I fall on the floor and start banging the floor and crying. I need to get a mattress, a bucket, some tissue, and just 
release all the pain and the hurt and the separation and the fear and everything that I've been holding on to so that I can be prepared for the new energies that are coming in so that I can be aware of those frequencies and begin to raise my intelligence to a higher level. Sound good? I think so. I love you. Hey tribe, so the tribe wants to hear from you. And I know a lot of you are talented out there in music and poetry and recipes and ideas and just, you know, things that you want to share with the tribe. You can send that information to info at shamandurek.com and share your gifts with the tribe. Love you all and stay lit. Hey tribe, we have an amazing travel share called Earth by Tani Gaffer Sade. Uh, you can follow Tani at T-A-N-I-G-H-A-F-F or you can follow at Feed the Soul on the Go. And that's F-E-E-D-T-H-E-S-O-U-L-N-O-T-T-H-E-E-G-O. All right. Well, enjoy. Love you. Hey Tribe, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors who is Lit Verified. The Lit Verified store is open. But what does Lit Verified mean? Lit Verified is an acknowledgement and stamp of approval by the Tribe. I have tried each of these products and they are the best. Lit Verified products vary from beauty, technology, clothing, food, health, and wellness, and anything that is ethically sourced, organic, maintained, and sustainable. Not every product offered to the team passes the Lit Verified test. No, not at all. Every Lit Verified product is carefully researched. Every CEO has been met with. Every ingredient carefully looked into the process production of all of it. I have seen the impact these vendors are making. Their vision and ethics are aligned with our tribe, with people who are consciously supporting community and want to make a difference in our world and make it a better place for us. Lit Verified products are ethically sourced and meet the highest industry standards. When purchasing Lit Verified products, we give back by creating sustainability and by leading the world to make better choices. 
You can be confident that you're buying into a company that supports a vision for change, not just a company that wants to line their pockets with money. We live in a time where we are oversaturated by commercials, TV, and social media, where far too many celebrities and influencers are endorsing things they know nothing about and things they might be doing damage to people, to the earth, and to animals. With Lit Verified, we've taken that doubt out of the equation. You're not only getting the best, but you're also doing the best. Pick up your awesome Lit Verified items at shamanduric.com and click on the link that takes you to Lit Verified. Love well, tribe. All right, tribe. Time to hear from our special guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I'm Shaman Durek. And if anyone hasn't told you how much you are loved, you are absolutely loved. And I'm so happy that you're a lit leader of legacy and that you're a part of the Liddy Committee where you are bringing so much love and value and inspiration into this world, especially at this time with everything that's going on. We need more leaders such as yourself who are definitely bringing that love and that generosity and that kindness and that purpose to just acknowledging each and every one of your brothers and sisters as powerful leaders so that we can lead this movement and move us into fifth dimensional consciousness by taking everything out of duality and bringing it back into the center of love. And so I'm super happy to have an amazing friend and a special guest with us today in studio, Brandon Beecham, who is an amazing entrepreneur, thought leader, and author, and a host of the Positive Head podcast, as well as the late night style talk show, Optimistic, which I had a chance to be on and had an amazing amazing time and beautiful, amazing show. So if you guys haven't checked out the show, you have to go check out the show. Brandon has been a serial entrepreneur since childhood. And in 2011, while living on a friend's couch, he co-founded what is present today, Restore Share. In 2015, Restore Share was named 569th fastest growing private company in America in the annual INC Inc., He is an amazing thought leader and a person who's created so much change on the planet by helping so many people, such as myself, to get their message and their words out there to share with the world, to lift them and shift them to higher levels. He is such a powerful being, and I'm so happy because he's here to share with us his new book, and we're here to ask him some amazing questions that I think is a great share for today's conversation. Tribe, welcome, Brandon Beecham. Hello, hello. The Liddy Committee. I love it. I I would love to uh, consider myself a part of the Liddy Committee. (laughs) Absolutely. The Liddy Committee is amazing. There are people from all over the world who are doctors, lawyers, engineers, architects who are holding down the frequency of love but through the knowledge of understanding how light intelligence and recognizing themselves as these powerful leaders. So it's wonderful. Beautiful. So going right in, what inspired you to write The Golden Key, Brandon? Great question. Great question. You know, I always knew that I would write a book. And that was actually the first thing that I ever, you know, at eight years old, I want to write, I want to be a writer. I had something published in a, in a magazine as a kid. And so it was always sort of there in the back percolating. And I didn't want to ever force it. I didn't ever want to feel like, okay, I have to do this. This is the thing to do next. I wanted to wait until I was really inspired. And, you know, with the journey of the Positive Head podcast and then expanding to the late night style consciousness centric 
talk show optimistic, which you were so graciously the first guinea pig on my very first episode. Um, I started recording all of those leading up to COVID and then COVID hit and it, um, you know, kind of threw a wrench in everything that we we're doing because it was live audience and retreat guests that are a part of it and, and everything. So I started, you know, kind of feeling into what, well, what should I do next? What should I do while we're on this hiatus? And then I had a dream about the, what, what is now the golden key, uh, my first book and sort of the unique way that I wanted to share the keys in the book and, you know, go about it in a unique way by allowing people to gift it, uh, to, to one another and just get this message out there. And so it kind of came to me in a dream. I got very lit up about it and uh, started, yeah, just uh, first thing I looked is, has anyone used that name? And it was really interesting because I found a guy in 1931 named Emmett Fox, who wrote a essay, a short essay called The Golden Key. And when I found you know his essay, it was really interesting because he was saying, look, I just dare you to explore these ideas and see for yourself. And that was kind of the same way that in the dream was shown to me. It's like, look, gift the book, invite people to play a game along with it to, you know, sort of put it into practice what the, what the content of the book was. So I got chills as soon as I saw Emmett Fox, you know, 100 years prior, who really was someone who helped to bridge Christian ideals with, you know, sort of the new thought information that we're spreading in the world. And, and so it, it felt you know, okay, this is this is synchronistic and aligned. And so I just set about to, you know, that was August and spent, you know, better part of six months writing it. And here we are, it's now out living and breathing in the world and just feels really good, as you know, to get uh, get your message out there in a way that is, you know, I've done 1400 episodes of my podcast. And so I say a lot, it's a lot of freestyling, whatever's coming up. And what's great about the book is it's 100 pages, you can read it in about three hours. And it's sort of distilled of 25 years of deep exploration of this topic. Wow, 25 years of deep exploration. Tell me more about the topic of this deep, how do you say the word? S, I can never say it. Because exploration? Like, yeah, because I didn't, English wasn't my first language. Expert, expert. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I love it. I got it. Exploration. You, 25 years you have, exploration. You speak so eloquently for someone who it isn't even your first language. That's impressive because oh, most most people, it's like if it's the second language, you can really tell. I would I don't even think I would have known without you saying. So so yeah, you know, I started on my my own journey, like I said, 25 years ago. Wow, time is is strange. Um <laughs> but uh, you know, for me. What, what I'm so passionate about doing is really helping to be a bridge to people who are newly on their path or just not even necessarily newly on their path. I think anyone will benefit from this book, but you know, where you go super deep and so many people go super deep and are having, you know, profound connection to spirit and communication uh, with multidimensional beings and all these things, which I, I love for me, I, I feel like my the best way I can serve the collective is helping people sort of across the bridge and like, mm-hmm. okay, what are the what are the basics of this stuff? What is there's so many people who like are just hearing about it today, maybe this podcast, the first time they've ever even heard any of these ideas. And so so yeah, that's what I set out to do is to lay out what ended up being eight keys, seven, you know, uh, primary keys, and then what I call the golden key that sort of ties them all together. And uh, just as is 
for someone who can be so verbose, how can I distill this into, you know, as compact, you know, um, three hours, like I said, of information. And I just kind of go through these, these eight keys that uh, I found over this 25 years of exploration that have really served me well in getting the results that, you know, I want to get in creating my reality and, and living my best life. Uh, when did you, Brandon, first discover or understand the vibrational meaning of abundance in your life? Mm. Great question. Great question. You know, it, it was really interesting for me, sort of this back and forth, because, you, you know, uh, what, what I say in the book is, look, abundance is your birthright, the quintessence of your being, the, the essence of the essence. We're one with all of the abundance that we see in the world. So it's all an extension. As you know, I'm pretty sure you'd agree. It's, it's all an extension of, of self. And knowing that theoretically is one thing and sort of really tapping in and aligning to it in a way that allows, you know, when you come holding your bag of sugar to be filled, it will be examined to see how large it is. How much do you believe you're worth? How much can you, can you allow in? And so it was really uh, quite the back and forth for me of, knowing this stuff theoretically, and then experiencing living on my friend's couch, as you mentioned, and saying, okay, I, I've really hit a low point. I, I've known all this, these sort of like spiritual, you know, ideas for many, for, for quite many years at that point. But, you know, it's kind of like everyone is, uh, has got it figured out. Like Mike Tyson said, you know, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. And it's, it's sort of that thing for me. It was, I had a, I was so passionate about this talk at, topic and I would talk to anyone who would listen and then throw something at me that I didn't like. And I was, you know, completely thrown off balance and agitatedly responding and, and can be very fiery. So yeah, it was really just a slow progress for me of like, okay, I understand it all theor theoretically. I feel it all in my heart and I'm getting thrown pretty regularly uh, enough to where I'm not really seeing a reflection all the time of what it is that I believe. So over time, I just got better and better and better. You know, I sharpened my ax. I, okay, I'm a little less reactive. Okay. I'm, you know, learning to, to be it, to see it and uh, not reacting so much to the external environment. And, and I think that first time I saw this happen in a, in a way that was really, you know, I guess, you know, extraordinary uh, was with resort chair, as you mentioned, where it went from, okay, I'm on my friend's couch. I know I deserve and can tap into more align with more abundance. I'm calling, I'm going to call that in. I'm not going to tell the story that I'm 30 some years old and on my friend's couch and therefore a, a loser or whatever, you know, uh, societal norms might try and paint. And I really was able to, to do that. And ultimately it led to, you know, a, a company that was doing 10 million a year in revenue plus, uh, which one in 10,000 entrepreneurs ever achieves. And so I was really getting the reflections of, you know, I was finally seeing it work, but I also had fears of, someone trying to take it from me or being disrupted, which ultimately played out too. And it really became like a, a movie script, the way that whole journey played out. It went from me to a friend's couch, off the friend's couch to 100 plus employees to getting offered to be bought out for $30 million within 12 hours of that offer, losing 90% of our revenue and then being betrayed by a partner. And it's just like, you know, I've really seen the full gamut of... And I could see, like Abraham talks about a lot of times, I love, Abraham says, look, whenever you see something you like, you say, you can learn to say, oh, I did that. 
You see something you don't like. Oh, I did that. And it's for me, it was a, a lot of back and forth of seeing both of these sides of what I was creating and just slowly, you know, uh, over time getting better and better at sort of navigating the waters of reality. What, when you said you were on the couch, what were some of the things that, that you did that got you off that couch that made that, what was your mindset that made you mm. actually shift from, I'm on my friend's couch, I'm, I'm not, you know, manifesting and creating abundance and prosperity in my life. What was the mindset that got you off the couch? What I've really learned to do over time is I always say I'm not very good at much other than telling good stories. You know, telling a story around whatever's happening. How do I spin it to serve me? And, you know, abracadabra, you know, translates to I create as I speak. Our words are our wands. We're spelling with what, what we're, you know, whatever we're putting out there vibrationally. So I just started saying, okay, I'm in this position and it's not, it's happening for me, not to me. This is going to make the contrast of this experience is going to make the upside that is inevitably coming my way. It's going to make it that much sweeter. And so I started just telling that story and, and just, you know, I've always had sort of an inherent optimism and excitement for life. So you know, not to say I can't ever get down or I didn't have a moment of feeling like, oh gosh, here I am, you know, got my my ass kicked again and I'm on my friend's couch. That certainly, uh, I had those moments, but then it's like the Chinese proverb, fall down seven times, stand up eight. You know, I would just pull myself up by the bootstraps and say, okay, Brandon, you are worthy. And And I think a lot of that information, just absorbing information like you've put out on this podcast for years, all the great books out there, it had slowly seeped into being a part of my perspective and being. So I would just go back to those things and say, okay, what is the story that I can tell? Wouldn't this make for a great hero's journey story for me to bounce up off of this couch and manifest, you know, more, uh, in this case, really wanting to call in financial abundance so that I can do good in the world and, and my intentions are so pure. And I tell the story even in the new book that I believe in the new world that we're sort of emerging from as we emerge from the COVID chrysalis, as I call it, that it it's your intention is is paramount it's more important than ever and so i know my intentions are pure i know i'm worthy i know you know if if someone else can do it i can do it and just telling those sorts of stories i think ultimately the universe has to reflect that back if you are persistent with it so would you say that you told the story of worth to yourself that allowed you to be able to propel yourself from that situation Absolutely. Absolutely. I am absolutely worthy. I always say, you know, any of us, anyone listening, you are as worthy as any other being ever has been, could be, or will be. Literally, the universe has 14 billion years or so of evolution to culminate in the tip of its evolutionary spear with you listening to this podcast in this moment. Like just in the last few hundred years, like you have thousands of grandparents. Think of the choice points, the pain, the strife, the struggle, the hardship so that you could be here now. So whenever you think, oh yeah, I can't do it. Look look at Derek, he's incredible. I can't do that. I, I tell the story instead because you're you're a great example. Look at all the amazing things you're doing in the in the world and what a you know what a rocket ship your experience has been, right? So in the world of stack ranking and all the things where you know people do so much, I could easily say, Oh, Derek's better than me. He's gotten further than me. And and 
I could paint that. I could tell that story. And then it would abracadabra, it would be true. Or I could say, wow, I'm such a close vibrational match to where Dirk is at in his own journey that out of 7 billion people on the planet in this moment, we're connecting with one another, right? And so that's a great example of spinning the story so that it actually serves you. And so, yeah, I, I really, I believe it in every cell of my being that there, there's no, we're all it. We're all worthy. Now, does it mean that we'll necessarily tap into it in this life? Maybe, maybe not, right? It's like if I find it, if a little boy finds an acorn on the side of the road and puts it on a shelf, it probably will never, never grow into the oak tree. If it's planted in the right soil, the right sunlight, the right water, What's it going to become? It's full potential of this epic oak, oak tree, which is, you know, the acorn sort of pales in comparison from one perspective. So that's really the thing is creating the right conditions for what is the, the abundance that is your natural birthright to emerge. Beautiful. I love that. I actually love the, uh, the whole idea of spinning your story. It's really um, poignant. And I think it's necessary because I think a lot of people can tell a lot of stories. And I think, you know, from when I look at it from the shamanic perspective, Everything in shamanism is about storytelling and it's how the tribe, the elders of the tribe would tell the story to the tribe, which would either inspire them, delight them or disempower them. And, and the key, all the element is always to empower and to inspire and then be able to take that. And so I think as if we as individuals do that in a both individual way and also in the way that we speak to others in a collective way, we're actually going to be able to create change in ways that I think is definitely possible and it's easy and effortless as, as we make it. What I wanted to ask you is, is why is understanding the ultimate nature of the reality essential to creating abundance in the new world that is emerging? Mm. Yeah. Great question again. So, you know, I like to use the word understanding. It's sort of this uh, based in the knowing that you are one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. So once you start applying that as your core operating system from which you're viewing everything, then it becomes, okay, so I've installed that as my, my software, so to speak, of how I view reality. So I'm, I'm one with everything. So all of the abundance, it, it must be yours, right? I, I created the trees and the and the, the the gems and the ground, and not only in the physical universe, which for you know, look at the Earth alone, how abundant it is. Then go beyond just this planet. Then go beyond into the non-physical, and you start tapping into the amount of resources and abundance that just is. It's like, wow, I, I, you know, for me to ask or to call in to be able to pay my bills or, you know, have the freedom, the financial freedom to do what it is that I want or, or the relationships that are, are fulfilling or the wisdom or, you know, there's so many forms of abundance. And it's really what we're asking for becomes relatively small in comparison to that which we are an extension of, right? And so... Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing is once you have that core understanding of who and what you actually are, and, and if that's something that's totally new to someone listening, it's like, congratulations, you just have amnesia to, to the truth of that, that fact. And, and, and remembering that is really when you, the, the tide turns. It's like once, once the genie's out of the bottle, you can't really shove it back in. And then it becomes just, okay, how do I really start, you know, perceiving and navigating my reality from this perspective in a way that serves me 
what we're asking for is really not that much. It's it's you know it's it's the way we were meant to experience it as the the oak tree, right? And the acorn has its purpose as well. The lack of abundance, the the contrast is a necessary part of the equation for it. You know, I, I always kind of think of it as like, okay, if it's all one and it's all love at its core, and you have a turn it in time as an illusion and we're in eternity, that would become nothing without the contrast of separation, lack of abundance, you know, struggle, evil, the opposite, you know, live spelled backwards. So it's, I, I believe the question that's always being posed to us at any moment is, what part of it all do you want to experience now? It's all there in the toolbox, and there's no perspective or experience that's less valid than any other. I had a really cool experience, Derek, the other day where I was going to get a, a bite to eat with my partner, and we were in Venice, Venice Beach, which you know where the Mystic Manor is. You've been here, and right down the street is Rose Avenue, and there's a lot of uh, homeless people experiencing homelessness. And as we're riding, I noticed this guy walking, and he looks, he looks like it, it's like extreme. He, it's like zombie movements. You know, he looks like a zombie walking down the road, and I'm like, wow. And I fall into that moment of like, wow, look at that. Wow. It's so intense energetically to look at and, and feel. And we go, we, we get sat on the sidewalk because they're, they're sitting people outside. And I forget about this person. We were, we were discussing and pondering, I wonder what's going on in his head and how, you know, what's the story that got him to this zombie state. And next thing I know, about 10 minutes after we get sat, he's now right next to us on the sidewalk. And he stops right next to me. He looks me dead in the eyes, clear as a bell. He's like, hey, how you doing? Just like super clear. And I'm like, uh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. And he winked and then just kept going. And it was like, uh, in that moment, I'm like, wow, that was like an angel. <laughs> it felt like, you know, it's like, hey, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Are you okay? I'm right where I'm supposed to be, you know? And when you, you know, I had someone on Positive Head Podcast a while back who would perceive people's higher selves and he talked about this. He would always send love to people that were experiencing homelessness on the streets in San Francisco. And he one time was doing this and all of a sudden their higher self appeared and says, hey, do I look like I need that from you? It's like, this soul knows exactly what it's doing. It's experiencing the contrast that it needs and wants. And it's no less valid than experiencing you know, super abundance. It's, and it was just really poignant to, to experience this guy and how clear he was after I had you know, made all these judgments and assumptions about where he, his story was and where he was at. And it was just, yeah, it was one of those give you a chill moments, you know? Yeah, I understand that. I, you know, for me, my whole thing is letting people be who they need to be as according to where they are in their evolution. And I think also too, you know, because the way that we look at it in shamanism is that your shadow is your higher self in disguise waiting for you to pull it out of duality and see the truth that it represents so that it can show mm. you that truth is the light. It's light intelligence at its highest yeah. level. And so we, we operate as human beings and looking at things from a dualistic point of view. We're always looking at comparisons and matches and way things that polar opposites of things. And, and as we begin to pull things out of duality and bring it into synergy, which and then starts moving us into 5D consciousness, we're able to start seeing 
seeing the totality of all things and how it exists in its in its structure in its design not from a place of right and wrong but from a place of is and mm. and then being able to just decide um, if it's necessary for us to bring wisdom or to just allow and so and and that comes with of course asking permission is it Paul do you would you like to me to share some information with you and if they say no then you let them be and realize that they know exactly what's right for them and I think that's a very important trait when anyone who's on the spiritual journey which I call the evolutionary journey of being able to reach into a higher state of of awareness and also a higher state of of service on the planet um, mm. what, my question to you is why do you direct people to do the three abundance manifestations for 88 days mm. great question so eight it turns out I landed on eight keys and there, I found out after the fact, I was talking to my brother and he's like, well, you know, I live on the eighth floor and in my building, everyone who's Chinese wants on that floor because eight is phonetically similar to the word for abundance or wealth. So in both traditional and modern Chinese culture, eight is considered a symbol of, of abundance. And so I, once I knew that, you know, I just like continued to want to utilize it wherever I could. So when I started laying out what, what I call the golden game and just a, a few different abundance manifestation exercises, I thought, okay, anything I've seen in my own journey is repetition. You know, I, I even jokingly say sometimes like, okay, at 25 years, maybe I'm a little bit of a slow learner. I've fallen off the wagon many times on my journey. And, and part of the reason I started Positive Head, the podcast, and doing it five days a week you know, if you go back to episode one, I say, look, I'm doing this first and foremost for myself. We teach best what we most need to learn. And, you know, I know I'm going to get something good out of this because I'm going to retrain. I'm going to just really further ingrain into, you know, rewiring the neural networks in my brain. And so I think, you know, it's something like, I want to say like 20 days or something they say that starts a new habit. And I just wanted to just continue and give people, you know, the idea is really to go on forever with this stuff. You know, is it, it would you ever, once you've went 88 days of doing the abundance, you know, getting in that joyous state dancing or the breath work and some of these things that I'm, that I'm actually sharing, it's, it's ideally you would continue on forever because you, they, it's so ingrained. So, so that's really, that's how I sort of arbitrarily chose 88 days is like knowing that was a extended period of time. However, the exercises are short enough that um, people are going to be able to do that without it being too, too inconvenient on their, their normal schedule. Right. They say it's 20 something days to create a new habit, but that's actually incorrect and false information. It's really? Actually, yeah. It's 68 days. It takes your neurological uh -huh. system to process a new synapsis to be able to create a neuroplasticity. It takes about 68 days for it to fully operate within your neural system alignment so that you actually have this new thought that's actually being continuously going through the cycles of your neurological process. So, uh, but I don't know why they say that because it's not possible, but it, it takes three days actually to create a new network, which is pretty mm. cool. So if you actually hmm. think about abundance for three days straight with no interruptions of any negative thoughts coming in, you will actually create a new alignment in your, a new um, pathway of thought in your neurological system, which I think is pretty cool. So just thought I'd share that. Oh, I'm so glad I arbitrarily chose 88 days because <laughs> it just felt like, look, they can do it this long. This is they're in, and they're going to love it and want to continue going is the, is the real idea. So, so yeah, I'm, <laughs> that feels good to hear that from you because yeah, 
There was yeah, no definitive it, it, reason. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to know, so was this the same way you came up with, because you know, about the eight keys of abundance? Is that how you came up with the eight keys was using the eight as well? You know, that was the thing that happened just randomly. And then I was sharing with my brother, hey, there's eight keys. He's just asking me a little bit about the writing process. He goes, oh, and that's when he was like, oh, you know, that's actually the symbol for wealth in Chinese culture. I'm like, no, I didn't. And oh, so, so it was a synchronicity of sorts. Yep. Yeah, yep. Exactly. I see. Okay. That's brilliant. I love that. I love synchronicities. I think they're, I think it's, it's, you know, it's the universal way of, of simply saying that these things go together. So synergize them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, unlike I'm always Marvel and I know everyone listening does to, to the amount of connection with spirit that you have. It's so, so profound and intense and powerful and palpable to everyone who's around, around it. And for me, I've had very little, like I haven't, sat down and seen a multidimensional being or connected with, you know, the fairy realm, or I haven't had that experience yet, not to say I couldn't or wouldn't, and I certainly am open to, but the amount of synchronicity that I have is like really wild. I mean, I have synchronicity stories. I share a few in the book actually, that are just like, you know, jaw-dropping synchronicities. And so that's sort of the, my thing is like, I have a friend who's always Mr. Synchronicity when he sees me. So I, I have a lot. And uh, that's sort of, I think, Spirit's way of connecting with me, you know, intensely sometimes. I call it synchronicity and signs. Those are the best ones, right? Because mm-hmm. synchronicities are great, but then having signs like a song might play or you might see a word on a billboard or someone might say something that is actually the thing you needed to hear to make the next step or the next choice or finally figure out what it is. So I think those the signs and synchronicities are beautiful ways that spirit communicates in such an eloquent way of getting people to move through impulse and desire and also through the ability to feel and sense, which I think is, is really beautiful. And uh, it never gets old. <laughs> yeah. And also very, you know, even though you haven't experienced those other things, those are gateways of intelligence and intuition that do play an integral part of developing those other skills of connections. Because the more you're able to feel frequency and connect to those experiences, and the more you allow more of them in, the more you begin to open up to more vast experiences of energetic fields and, and energetic waves of, of intelligence. So that's uh, really powerful. So what is the hero's journey tell and what is mm. yours? What, how would you describe it? Was it your hero's journey from your experience from the couch or like what has been your experience of what that represents for you? Yeah, great question. I would say that's the most powerful hero's journey tale that I can share. And, you know, it's said that the hero's journey, we all love this hero's journey. And, and Carl Jung originally was the one who talked about this, this idea. And, you know, it's, it's the journey of all mankind, this idea of like, you know, going and, and the adventurer who first denies the call and then has, you know, it's sort of this, every great story, even like Star Wars, it's a, it's based off the hero's journey, you know? And so I believe mankind is collectively having their own hero's journey experience. And then of course, as as fractals of the of it all, we we have our individual. You know, you have a great hero's journey tale with the, the illness and all the things. And so, yeah, I would say with it with the the company journey, there's definitely a hero's journey tale that I'll, I'll sort of sum up real quick. So I started on my on my friend's couch. I am worthy of all the abundance that I currently am not seeing in my world. The universe finally 
shifts things to reflect that core belief. And I get involved in the travel industry, and it's something I never planned on doing, but just, you know, steps, breadcrumbs led me there, so to speak. And then next thing you know, you know, it's grown to this large scale and you know, doing, you know, ton of business and tons of employees and not everything in, in, you know, a few short years. And we get to an offer to be bought out for about $30 million. Within 12 hours of that offer, it, we, we lose 90% of our revenue because of a partnership in the travel industry that two multi-billion dollar companies, one of which wanted to push us out. And so, uh, oh, okay, never mind. The offer's off the table. You just lost most of your revenue. And then I had started the company and then very quickly brought my brother in as a partner, then my best friend about a year later, and then a fourth partner who was like a big wig business guy who was going to help us sell. And so when the fourth partner came in, the third, which was my best friend, those two got together and it was like two peas in a pod, their collective dysfunction and ego and manipulation and things just, it was like, just went full bloom. And so it was, it was very challenging because here, my best friend, I had really worked hard to sort of, you know, I was always into these kind of concepts and he was like, yeah, maybe Brandon, I don't know. I just want to make money, whatever, you know, and, and we were such definite soulmates as he puts it now. And, you know, and, and one of my great synchronicities is around my birthday. It's like a 10 minute story. And he's part of that. His grandmother and baby mama have my birthday and, it's like this very long tale. Um, but uh, so he, uh, you know, at the time, he really just kind of turned on me. And him and this other partner, he saw like, here's this big wig business guy. I'm going to latch onto him. Let's whisper in his ear that Brandon's crazy, all the spiritual stuff. Let's kind of, you know, and it, and it was really painful. And so I remember months before everything went down and we lost 90% of our revenue, he had said to me, I had just stepped away day to day and started working on the podcast at the time. I wanted an outlet to talk about this stuff, you know, not just making money in business. And I remember him saying to me, hey, Brandon, what would you do if the, your podcast and that whole thing really took off for you? And our fourth partner, the new guy, laid claim to a part of it because you started it while you're still on payroll here. And I remember I said to him at the time, and, and this is the way they think, right? And I was like, well, you know, if he were to do that, I would give it to him because I'm infinitely abundant and I could just manifest that much more. And he just kind of laughed and laughed it off. And months later, we get offered to be bought out, lose 90% of our revenue within 12 hours. And then we discover that the two of them are plotting to recapitalize and push me and my brother out, which was very painful because we gave them their equity to begin with. You know, we, we let them in and now they're trying to strategize. We find out to take it away from us after we've already got been hit by this asteroid. And so I went to him and I said, look, we've discovered your plot and you don't have to take what's left. You can have it. So I got to actually walk the talk of what I had said theoretically months earlier. And I walked away and we never, that was December 24th, 2015. I wrote him that email and I've never talked to him since until the day that I hit print on my new book. He called me out of nowhere and he said, Brandon, I know we haven't talked in over five years. I've been on an intense spiritual journey the last two years and you've come to me multiple times in meditation and, and I, something about us writing a book together. And I don't know, you know, I can't even write an email. That's not something, that, you know. And I said, well, you just made an appearance in my new book as the villain <laughs> that I just ordered print on minutes ago. And long story short with that is 
you know, it's a great story of redemption. I got to experience what, practice what I preached. And out of that, now this guy who was my best friend, but we just diverted because he was on a very egoic path. I was going more and more on my spiritual path. Now, all of a sudden, he's, Derek, he's like more into spirituality than I am. (laughs) He's, you know, I met with him a few weeks ago and there's a lot of tears, a lot of healing. Uh, He's, how can I help you now? He's very abundant. He's very good at business. And so he's like, look, I've got so much coming in. I want to just help and support you. What can I do? And so it's a trip. It's like, we're all of a sudden back in the saddle. Like, you know, he's talking with, um, the founder of the Love Serve Remember Ramdas Foundation and getting involved, helping them. And I'm going to go meet with, you know, we're like basically exploring how do we do this together? How can I help support your show Optimistic? How can I? And he's got a lot of abundant financial abundance flowing in. So it's like I got my best friend back and I got to really walk the talk and you know, and now he's come around and it's so funny because he's such an extremist. And it's like, I went to his place and there's just stacks of books that he just gifts to people, you know? Uh, And it's just, it's such a trip to see. And I'm so thankful and grateful that, you know, I have this part of my life back. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking about that story, but then, you know, when we talk about, and this is actually a really good way to look at it, is that, you know, you had a situation where you said, okay, my friend is being egotistical. They were doing these horrible things to me and so forth. But sometimes in life, we don't realize that people have to go down the path that they're supposed to go down, even if it's egotistic, even if it's narcissistic, even if it's painful and, 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 and just really downright uncomfortable, you know, like there is a reason for people to go down their path. And, and even that path, Meaning the reason why he can help you now even more so is because he was able to see those experiences of himself through the mirror reflection of his own spiritual journey. And then as you are able to hold your space in what you're doing, it creates this beautiful understanding because I always say redemption is not just the idea of knowing what one has done, but it is understanding the ability to see how what one has done and how its effects have affected other people and why that aspect of the self did those things and where it derives from, and then being able to be a teacher of those things, share the knowledge and wisdom that comes from it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I do a lot of work with people in prison and I have a a original, uh, a constant group of people that I work with in, um, in Snake River Prison in Oregon. And every weekend I sit and talk with an inmate and talk to them and go through all these different things they've experienced and what they've done and how they feel and all these stuff. And I've built this spiritual community in the prisons and helping them be able to resource technology in their mind by being able to create the redemption for each other. So I created certain leaders in that prison community to, they have the book Spirit Hacking, they, they're doing lessons with me and talking with me, and then they go and share it with the other inmates and have these big group sessions that the prison has finally allowed them to do. And now they're teaching how to do meditation and they're teaching them how to look at what where these pains came from that made them do the crimes that they did. And, right. it's, and, it's, and it's a great way for people to create redemption redemption is by able to see those spiritual reflections reflected back to them. And I think that's the greatest way to awaken someone is for them to actually have gone off that beaten path and then come back full circle through the spiritual refinement and then coming back into self and recognizing, hey, you know what? I saw myself. I met myself and it wasn't pretty. It was ugly. 
And it was, it, you know, and, and it was all of these things, but because I've gone through this spiritual ability and continue to, I'm able to start the process of self-loving it. And then I can able to start correct, making corrections with the people that I heard. And I think that's really important, especially um, in life. It's a, it's a very important thing. Can you explain how you share 50% of any revenue generated mm. for, from listeners who use your code? that opt to play the golden game or purchase any of your golden goodies on your site? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, when I had the dream initially about the book and the way to distribute it, I really, you know, I really resonate with the idea of just getting this information out there as far and wide as possible and not wanting any financial reasons to be a barrier. And so, you know, Maharishi, the father of transcendental meditation talked about if we can, if 1% of the population adopts mindfulness in some way, we can shift the collective. Or, you know, the tipping point, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, he talks about if 10% of an idea, if 10% adopt it, it spreads like wildfire. So mm-hmm. for me, these eight keys are, you know, if, if people can understand these eight keys and make them a part of their core operating system, it's, it, it's the most powerful thing I can think of to do, I know of to do to help shift you know, our planet into the abundance, uh, the, the planet of abundance and paradise that it's destined to become. So what I decided to do is allow people, anyone who is supports and appreciates the book and wants to share it to create a golden key code. And then they, you know, anyone that they give it to can download the audio or ebook as a gift from the person who gave it to them. And then if the person at the end of the book, I invite people to play the golden game, which is essentially the the abundance manifestation exercises we touched on a little bit. And it allows them, I, I say, look, come back and choose any amount you want to pay for the book. Name your price, whatever it may be. And, and let's use that amount as a seed. You're now getting to pay for something that you, you're not required to. It's a choice. So that's really drumming up the, the, the feeling of abundance right there. Okay, I'm going to proactively pay for something I already received for free. And I'm going to use that amount as a seed to sprout into greater abundance with the game that I'm playing. And it, whatever form of abundance, you know, the many forms. And you kind of document those and we take you through a whole process. And then in an effort to walk the talk and practice what I preach, I, I decided why don't I take 50% of whatever is comes into the golden game and just share it back with the people who created codes. So that's what we've done. And uh, of course, anyone who would want to uh, come and, and get the audio or ebook, we've set up a, a code Shaman Durek uh, that they can utilize and uh, you can get it at goldenkey.gift. And then if you're so inspired, you can play the game. If you're so inspired, you can create your own code. And it's just the idea is how do we spread these keys as far and wide as possible? That's beautiful. Thank you so much for this wonderful gift to everyone in the tribe. What would you say today is one of the things that you feel that people could benefit the most from in order to move their life in the right direction and get away from the nonsense and the hysteria and the craziness and the chaos that is being presented by the matrix? Mm. Yeah, what a good question. So this kind of lets the cat out of the bag with the golden key. Uh, the last key, uh, the, I, each one, each one is, um, breaks down sort of actionable way it's, it's written out and you can read about it. But the golden key is master the Y-O-U universe. So what, what do I say when I mean with universe? I believe we're all in our own private movie. We are the lead director and actor of our own private movie. So when we start to feel powerless about what's happening out there, 
you start to tap into this idea of, you know, not, I don't know if you know Nassim Haramein, the quantum physicist, but he posted something not too long ago, and he was a guest on my podcast as well, that was like a, a 3D twisting toroidal graph, and it showed points, you know, on this graph it's, uh, that, that basically extend infinitely. And he said, look, this is an infinite you know, image that we're seeing here, but each node that's equidistance apart, if you were to zoom into any node, it's the center of the entire thing. And I believe we're like that. We're fractals of source and we're nodes. And we are, I am the center of my own private YOU universe. And so by shifting myself, you know, when you start to play with this idea that there is no out there, out there, it's showing up as a reflection of some, some part of self. So the more I can shift my inner self, then the more the external is going to uh, shift as, as a result. So, you know, I, I know you would probably agree there's many timelines and potentials from this moment forward that we're having this conversation. Well, I want to step into the one that's the greatest and grandest version, the most rewarding. And since time is an illusion, source has already been there, done that, and gotten the t-shirt, right? How do we navigate to that highest potential timeline. We be it to see it. You know, most people are doing something like work in order to have something like money, in order to be something like happy. But if you be that which you want, it's like when I wanted to call in more abundance, I was feeling and being abundant, even though all reflections were to the contrary. And ultimately, the universe had to reflect that back. And then next thing I know, um, you're being something like happy and you find yourself doing and having things that are a reflection of that. So the good news is, then the only job that any of us really have is to manage our vibration. And you can do that from right where you sit, right where you are. And when you start to play with this idea that, of course, I make it. All the statistical stuff, that's white noise designed for me to have the experience of overcoming. There, of course, I make it. There's no one else here. I, everything is a prop in my movie. You're a prop in my movie and vice versa. You know, you're, you're having a, a, your own private experience. I don't know if you've ever read... The short story, The Egg uh, by Andy Weir. It's, uh, it, it's really, really great. I highly recommend it. And it basically talks about this same thing. The guy dies, he goes to the other side and there he is with God. And he's like, well, you were the only one there. Everyone was you. You, you, know, you, were, you were the only one in the room. And so playing with that idea really empowers me to know like, yeah, of course, all the challenges or shortcomings are just another, you know, another part. It, it ain't over if I, ain't, I haven't won. And I encourage everyone to tell that story and tied with this idea of you are as worthy as anyone ever has been, could be, or will be because you are it and it is you. They're, they're, you know, it's all an extension of you. You start playing with those two things in conjunction and unison and it just is super empowering and the results speak for themselves. I love that. You know, we say in shamanism, we call that um, quantum looping because we believe that everything that you're experiencing in this moment now has come from your past thoughts and behaviors and actions. And that if you want to move out of this experience and not have it repeat itself, you have to dream greater than what you see. And so the idea, so what you're actually doing is you're actually putting into what is called actionable cause. So instead of using the dream or the idea of the vision, you're actually saying, be it in the moment, feel it in the moment, speak it in the moment and operate it from that context. Even if your bank account is at a low, act as if you're a millionaire, act as if you are this person who's operating in that mindset. Doesn't mean you have to go spend a million to act like it, but the mindset, the, the way that you look at life, the way you perceive it and the way you receive it has to be in that alignment. I think that's really beautiful and powerful as well. And I also like what you were talking about when it comes to 
the understanding of how you have a choice in every moment to decide, you know, where you're going to be as far as how, how you're going to react and how you're going to be with everything. And I think that there's this great point that is very important that you're talking about is that human beings go into this place of allowing themselves to not be that energy. They choose to not be that energy instead of choosing to be that energy and step into that space and really recognize that the key to connecting with your quantum self is to actually align yourself with your quantum self and merge with it. And this is actually, we see that in shamanism too, when we, when we think about the many multi-dimensional layers of who we are and being able to step into those multi-dimensional layers by acknowledging it and seeing that it exists. And I think the key element here and what you're talking about is to see that it exists and not look at the the latter or the lesser um, and mm. really see that what is possible and what exists. And I think that's a beautiful statement to be made. So how can people uh, find you, connect with you? And uh, you know, you, I know you have a podcast that I've been on um, and and you have your the book, and I don't know. Are you still doing things at the? I call it the space dome, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the spaceship. I, yeah, I like to say I'm the steward of the spaceship here at the Mystic Manor. A lot of people um, don't know that uh, that you threw the, my book launch for me for spirit hacking mm, at the Mystic. It was Manor, so, so good too. It was so it was good. good. I know Gerard <laughs> Butler is still talking about it. He's like, I just booked him the other day because he's he's uh, at a retreat. And he's like, oh yeah, wasn't that fun at that place that has all, it was like all silver mm. and it looked like a spaceship and we mm-hmm, had the book mm-hmm. launch there. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I totally remember. Uh, he, he was, he loved the back back part of the house where you guys had the tent with the, the with yurt. all the beds and the yurt and stuff. He, he, he spent so much time in there and he was having a blast. Oh uh, yeah. I remember I actually, that's where I connected with him was in, in the yurt and he seemed to be having such an amazing time. And yeah, that was that was such a great moment here. That's right after we moved in and set it up too pretty quickly. And soon after, of course, COVID hit and we sort of went into, you know, the, the COVID chrysalis. And now we're just starting to emerge out. We just did our first little event last week. We're going to be doing some pool party, pool club kind of stuff in the summer is the vision, you know, with music and and maybe a workshop or two and, and just transformational community gathering and just celebrating life. So if you're in LA, course, I would love for you to be here as much as possible. And um, yeah, so that's, you know, LA area. If someone is here and wants to come to one of those events, uh, certainly they can find the We Are Optimistic Instagram. And then, and that's optimistic spelled like with a Y, like mystical. And of course, to, to follow, continue following me, the Positive Head podcast is put out five days a week. The Golden Key, of course, the, the book, you can download the audio or ebook at goldenkey.gift, G-I-F-T. Be sure to use code Shaman Durek to get it for free. And um, other than that, yeah, the, the, the late night style show, optimistic as well. Just really some new life is being breathed back into that after uh, COVID as well. So I uh, imagine there will be, there are many episodes we've recorded we haven't even put out. We just put out a few and things were so... Literally, the day we looked to start doing that was the day we went into lockdown on LA in LA. So uh, it was uh, an interesting, you know, life's what happens when your plans don't work out <laughs> kind of moment. Yeah. So, so, but uh, I feel really confident that there's going to be a lot of momentum and energy breathed back into that. And uh, so, keep an eye out. You can check out optimistic.tv as well. Yeah, those are all, those are all the ways, all the things. 
Fantastic. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us in the Today Share on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. We enjoyed your conversation and we really loved everything you had to say. And everyone, please go out and get my brother's amazing book. We are so happy for him to have written this beautiful book, The Golden Key, and get your keys and, and bring the abundance and do the game and have fun and, and share information and let him know what you think about it. Send him a message and connect with him. Go to, go to his beautiful place. We are optimistic. It's a beautiful place. Uh, lots of art and community, beautiful food, beautiful people, sensual people, connected people, people who are operating in the field of light consciousness and really gracious souls. So thank you so much for being with us on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast, bro. Thank you so much. You are such an inspiration. It's always so uh, empowering connecting with you. So thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you, love. That was a great interview with the lovely Brandon Beecham. You know, it was wonderful to have him on to share about his process of coming into writing this book, The Golden Key. I think that there's a point in life where when we recognize that, you know, we are on a hero's journey, but again, the journey doesn't have an ending. And I think a lot of times when people think about the hero's journey, they think that there's this ending and that there's going to be some kind of finale that you get to where you kind of like run past the finish line and everyone's clapping for you and applauding for you. But I think this is an eternal process that we have to really be mindful of is that the joyful moments of the hero's journey is in all the experiences that we get to have in that journey. You know, and I think it's important for us to always remember that, you know, when we're stepping into that space, you know, for him being eight years old, you know, knew that he wanted to write a book, you know, one day and had this whole inspiration that he would do that, but never got to writing the book because all these other things came up. And then through his life experience of, you know, going into business and the travel company and all these different things that he was, you know, bringing into manifestation and then going through that hurt and that feeling of betrayal from his friend and being, you know, you know, going through that process financially, losing all that money. And then really at that point, while he was going through it, decided to start his podcast, which is an amazing podcast, by the way. And if any of you haven't listened to any of his podcasting, you definitely should. It's really beautiful. It's called Positive Head Podcast. And I've been on it uh, several times, I believe. And, you know, and also being able to create that and then creating his amazing TV show too, which I I think it was really amazing to be on as well, Optimistic, which he interviews people from all walks of life who are in the spiritual community, from shamans to quantum physicists to you name it, um, and created this beautiful house that is looks like a space dome, literally. If you're in LA, you should go check it out. And they have beautiful events with amazing chefs and food and pool and yurts and, you know, healings and speakers. And the way he set it up before is he'd have people come and stay in rooms and then they'd be a part of the show. And then at night they have different guests come and they have a live taping uh, with the studio audience and everything, which was really, really nice. And I got to be a part of it. And it was really nice. I went there with my girlfriend. So that was really cool. But, you know, everything that happened to him through that process of starting that show and then going into COVID really threw a wrench in his plans and really limited him from bringing guests 
guest on the TV show. So really going into that space has you go in and think, okay, well, what exactly do I want to bring through in my life? And, you know, for him being able to bring through the energy of creating something new, you know, and so then he had this amazing dream. And isn't it funny how the dream world plays an integral role in how we actually come up with new ideas and thoughts? A lot of, you know, how Dr. Martin Luther King said, I had a dream, you know, um, I wrote a book in Istanbul, Turkey, and I had a dream because uh, Kamal Ataturk came and visited me in the dream and told me to write a book. You know, everything kind of, the dream world plays a really beautiful part in this beautiful journey that we have. And I love that he had this dream to create the golden key, which he did say, 1931, Emmett Fox, you know, wrote an essay of the golden key. And what he wanted to do was he wanted to gift this book to invite people to play on a game. You know, that Emmett Fox, you know, who was the originator of the essays of the Golden Key, you know, you're talking a hundred years prior of which he was bridging Christianity and new formats of ideas to understanding spirituality. And so for for Brandon, this was a 25 years deep exploration into understanding, you know, what he wanted to bring forth and being passionate about people and being on that spiritual path. What was the best way that he could serve humanity and was to bring something that would allow them to grow. And so he realized that, you know, I'm going to create a book that you can actually read in three hours, right? To instill you with all of these eight keys. But, you know, at the time when you understand that, like when he was talking about abundance, you know, when you're going through situations and what I love about his story is like him being on the couch. And I think there's a great resilience about that because I have seen a lot of people on my couch growing up as a kid, even in my teenage years and even in my adult years, I had a lot of friends who would stay on my couch, live on my, live in my house, sleep on my couch. And I would do everything I could to like really be there to support them, to see the potential of their beings and what they can create. And a lot of those friends today launch themselves to realizing their potential by me just reminding them that they're powerful and that they can get off my couch and they can create this amazing life for themselves. And a lot of those friends this day have amazing successful businesses and are living their life to their fullest. And it's like that couch moment is very integral part of of if we think about it in the perspective of how we think individually in our mind when we're kind of going into those limbo states. It's like you're actually having a couch moment. And that couch moment is you actually sitting there or laying there and really having having to ask yourself, how are you going to think and speak from this day forward? Are you going to continue to look at every circumstance that is happening in your life and say that this is the way it's supposed to be? Or are you going to rise out of that situation and realize that you can move beyond those points by thinking and speaking away from the situation that you're in and begin to, you know, as a lot of people say, fake it till you make it, but it's not about really faking it. It's about really claiming it and believing it and speaking it in to existence. And you, you know, what, 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 what I love what Brandon talks about is like the abracadabra, right? Which is the, basically your word is your will, speaking it into existence, being able to understand that your intention is about telling the story of worth, the story of value, the story of love, the story of triumph, the story of success and excellence, and the story of prosperity and abundance. It's not about telling the story of lack, limitation, fear, and anything that would cause you pain and suffering. And a lot of times you see in society, people will tell those stories over dinner tables 
over lunch. They'll tell it to their family, their friends, their family members will tell it to them, their friends will tell it to them. All the woes and stories of, of the lack and the limitation and the fear and the hurt of their past pains and all of these things, instead of focusing on the story of abundance, focusing on the story of love, focusing on the story that brings grace and beauty and joy into one's life, right? And so how do you tell a different story? Well, you know, I love that he used the Chinese proverb, which is fall down seven times and stand up on the eighth. But the understanding of falling down to me is literally just making a different choice from the one that you made before, right? So it's not that you have to fall down per se in the Chinese proverb, but it's more about you being able to realize that the way you're speaking is bringing you down. The way you're thinking is bringing you down. That's the fall down, right? That's the fall down. And in order to lift yourself out of that space is to realize that you don't have to speak down, you can speak up. And so standing up is not only standing up in your body with your posture, standing up is speaking up. Speaking up means not just speaking up and saying what's on your mind, but speaking up is speaking yourself up to higher levels, meaning that you speak yourself up. You go up in the way you speak. You talk in high level words. You use sentencings about things happening in your life that propel you out of pain, propel you out of poverty, propel you out of health situations. And you start speaking above the situation that you're in so that you are speaking up, which is a form of standing up, which I think is really beautiful. And so I love his idea of spinning your story because how many people need to spin that story on earth? How many times have you sat at a dinner table or lunch or been with a friend where they're just constantly telling you story, 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 story of the worst horrible things and loss and pain and this and betrayal and all these things? Why are we telling stories? I mean, and I go back to being a kid, I always think of Mother Goose telling me stories and like beautiful stories about things that, about, you know, stories that, in, that delighted me as a kid, um, the little fun stories that were playful and fun, like the Humpty Dumpty and all these other different things. But again, right, what type of stories are we telling? Because stories do shape lives and they shape the mind and they shape the mind which shapes the emotions and the emotion shapes your action. So if you are telling stories that are not are limiting and painful and hurt and filled with fear and distrust and lack and limitation, then you are creating just that. You're creating more of that in your life because you're basically telling the story and then you're writing it into your existence. And I think that intention is so important. And how we choose to plant information in society is the same way that he was talking about the boy who takes the egg corn home. You can either plant the egg corn and turn it into a beautiful tree, or you can hold the egg corn and it just stays an egg corn. And how much knowledge and wisdom do you hold on to as an individual that you're not planting into life the right way and knowing when to plant that information? So I think it was a great conversation with Brandon. I've, I've learned a lot from this conversation. And, and also it just brought up a lot of stuff for me to really feel good about. I love the idea of him saying, sharpening my ax. You know, I, I would say definitely for me, it's, it's about refinement, right? And listening to his story has brought a lot of refinement for me and looking at the stories that I tell and how I tell them and the purpose I tell them and the intention that I tell them in and knowing that whatever story I tell someone, 
is also a story that is going to affect their lives as well in the same way that we would speak to a tribe as an elder. And I think that if we become more ingrained in the idea of speaking from a place of telling a story that is supportive to the tribe, so because we want the tribe to thrive, right? Don't we? I mean, we want our tribe to thrive. We want everyone around us, our family members, our friends, everyone around us to thrive because when they thrive, we thrive as well more. So if we're thriving and they're not thriving, right? It causes more stress. But if we can get other people to thrive while we're thriving, oh my God, think about that. Think about the up-leveling of that energy of knowing that everyone around you is thriving and becoming prosperous and abundance and successful and we're all sharing and laughing and, and being able to support other people who haven't been able to thrive and to get them to thrive as well too. Right. So again, we want to go into a deeper space with ourselves when it comes to our storytelling. We want to be able to tell stories that are inspiring and delightful and stories that are bringing high levels of abundance and prosperity and joy into the lives of people, knowing that things are possible and that anything is possible and that we can achieve anything if we believe that we can. And I think that's a really important takeaway for me energetically to stay on top of my storytelling and how I tell those stories. And I think it would be a great way for us as a tribe to continue to hold that high value of being an elder storyteller and bringing that to the forefront. And I love what he was talking about, his idea of inner standing and the, the base of the understanding that it's in his book, which you can read because you can get it by using the code shaman, uh, which I believe is what he said in the process of being able to get the book. But the thing is, what I love about it is the idea that we are one with creation. If we're one with creation, then we should have no problem asking for what we need and having what we need. So if there's a part of us that's not getting it, that's because we are choosing not to get it and then be able to look at what that is and go beyond the limitation again by knowing that we are in this alignment and there are so many forms of abundance and that we have to be aware of what we're aligning our energies with, right? And so the more we begin to step into viewing reality as I am one with everything, not that something is against me or for me based on my actions, behaviors, and deeds, but more from the place that I am in oneness with everything. That's a powerful, beautiful statement. And I think the more we begin to take hold of that statement and realize the power of that statement and what that actually brings to us as individuals, we're able to really step into this place of true centering versus the idea of, well, if I do this and I do that, then maybe I'm not going to get because we're still holding on to some of those old paradigms of you're naughty if you're nice kind of Santa Claus theories the idea of God will punish you if you do bad and reward you if you do good you'll get an afterlife if you do good and your merits are good on earth and you won't get an afterlife if you didn't obey God because you were a sinner you know all of these things these dualities actually are limiting us from seeing the potential of what we can become as human beings as well as the potential of what we are already as human beings when we remove the nonsense and put a cap on it and recognize that we are already in oneness with everything that is. And if that's the case, then we should be able to manifest whatever there is by constantly focusing, seeing it, believing it, and speaking it in our storytelling as storytelling elders and be the Liddy committee that we are, the lit tribe, the lit leaders of legacy. So I love you all so much. And I'm so happy that we had Brandon Beecham on. Please do check him out. Do get the book, have fun, enjoy your life. And remember, I love you and I'll see you for the next share. Bye.
I've created the Healing Temple because people all over the world want and need healing, but don't have the access to those healers or can't afford them. One of the biggest high-ticket items in the world today is remote healing, but some sessions cost hundreds to even thousands of dollars. And for only $10, the Healing Temple is a collective space for people to come together every Friday for 30 minutes. Participants are opening a wellspring of abilities, alleviating stress and brain fog, where the mind becomes more optimized and performance-based, and where you learn to utilize energy to up-level your consciousness. The Healing Temple also helps to break down walls where you begin operating in awareness of wellness, feeling ambitious and inspired like things are really changing in your life. Inside the Healing Temple, you're also stepping into a world where you might experience phenomenons that you thought wasn't possible. Something as small as a chill or the hair standing on the back of your neck becomes like an opening door. Some members have even said they've experienced increased psychic abilities and that these sensations have intensified with following sessions. I've trained my powers to impact change and I've learned how to get results. Who doesn't want to feel good? The Healing Temple is not only beneficial to you, but also to those around you. Because when you're feeling good, you shine that positive energy onto others. Your partner, your children, co-workers, even your dog or your cat. Everyone around you begins to feel better because you are feeling better. It's a rippling effect that's much needed on this planet. We need the Healing Temple more than ever right now because of all of that's happening in the world, the social political structures, calamities, chaos, and feelings of hopelessness and despair. The social climate is on high and this pressure cooker is taking a negative toll on how many of us feel. The Healing Temple offers comfort on a global level because when more people are feeling good, the more kindness, generosity, and realness is generated. For only $10, I invite you to become part of the community that seeks to do good, to feel good, and to make this world a better place. Go to shamandurek.com and click the Healing Temple to join our wellspring of healing, restoration, and elevated consciousness. See you in the temple. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, tribe, no matter what, stay lit.